Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. And in this episode of the podcast, I want to share with you one of the great stories from rabbinic literature. It's a story that comes from a rather unusual and unexpected place, namely the Mishnah, the first rabbinic code of Jewish law. I say unexpected because the Mishnah doesn't usually tell stories. This one appears in the Mishnah. It's a great story and one that has some implications for our lives and decisions that we have to make. Let me back up a bit though and give you the context. In this week's Torah portion, God says to Moses and Aaron, this month, the month of spring, this is taking place just before the Exodus. This month, the month of spring should be the first of all the months. And in the course of that instruction, the word lachem, for you, appears twice. This month should be for you the first of all the months. It is the first month for you of the months of the year. The rabbis learned from the emphasis on the word for you that God was at this time passing over the responsibility to the calendar to Moses and Aaron and, from their perspective, to the rabbis who inherited this role. The calendar is set by human beings, by the rabbinic court. And the rabbinic court has the right to adjust the calendar as is needed by adding an extra month for the leap month of the calendar to make it align with the seasons and in many other ways. For us, the calendar is fixed. It's fixed in a pattern that was established more than 1,500 years ago, and you can know if you go to a website such as hebcal.com, H-E-B-C-A-L.com, you can find out when Passover is going to be in the year 2624 if you want to because that's how fixed the calendar is. But in the time of the Mishnah, it was not fixed in this way. Every month was, in fact, a different endeavor because the rabbis had to decide when the month began based upon when the new moon was sighted. Witnesses came to the rabbinic court and would say, we witnessed the new moon. If they proved to be valid witnesses, the new month would begin on that day. So with that in mind, here's the story. The head of the Betin, the head of the rabbinic court, is Rabban Gamliel. And Rabban Gamliel, according to the Mishnah, is quite an ex expert on the issue of the new moon. He knew how the new moon was supposed to look and knew whether to believe witnesses that came. So two witnesses come before Rabban Gamliel, and they say a very curious thing. We saw the new moon just before sunset, but then just after sunset, we didn't find it. Apparently, although it doesn't say this in the Mishnah, to understand the story, you have to assume they saw it later that night. So they saw the new moon just before sunset, and they didn't see it just after sunset, seeing it rather, sometime later that night. Now Rabban Gamliel has a problem, because if the moon was sighted before sundown, that would be the first day of the new month. But if it wasn't sighted until after sundown, 
then that would be, the following day would be the first of the month. So Rabban Gamliel has to decide whether to take their word for it that they in fact saw the new moon before sundown, even though they themselves said they didn't see it right after sundown. Rabban Gamliel accepts their testimony that they saw the new moon before sundown and says this that day is the first of the month. Another rabbi, Rabbi Dosa, hears about this and doesn't accept it. He says, they were lying when they said they saw it before sundown. And he considers the fact that Rabban Gamaliel should not have accepted the fact that the new moon began on the previous day. Another prominent rabbi, Rabbi Yehoshua, says, I, believe, I, I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. And now we have a problem. Because according to Rabbi Yehoshua, let's focus on him, the beginning of the month takes place one day later than Rabban Gamliel thought it did. So while Rabban Gamliel thinks, for example, it's the third of the month, Rabbi Yehoshua thinks it's the second of the month. And what do we do with the fact that these two consider it different days? And that's a problem because the followers of Rabbi Yehoshua are going to think the calendar is in a different spot than the followers of Rabbi Gamliel. So here's the story from the Mishnah. Rabbi Gamliel says to Rabbi Yehoshua, sends a message to him with very strong language. Gozrani Alecha, I am issuing a decree, an order, that you come to me in public on the day you think is Yom Kippur, on the day that's Yom Kippur, according to your reckoning of the calendar, I want you to come to me on that day carrying a walking stick and carrying money, both things that would not be permitted on Yom Kippur. In order to demonstrate that you no longer think that you're right, I want you to appear before me on the day you think is Yom Kippur, proving that you don't think that anymore because you're going to be breaking all the laws of Yom Kippur. When I tell this story, I say he also asked him to bring an apple and eat it in his presence. He didn't, but it helps the story become a little bit more clear because that, uh, that immediately identifies it in our mind that it's not Yom Kippur. So what's he asking Rabbi Gamliel to do? Excuse me, Rabbi Yehoshua to do? He's saying, prove to everyone that you no longer think this is Yom Kippur, that you agree with me. Rabbi Hoshua clearly is upset. He doesn't know what to do. And Rabbi Akiva, according to the story, the great sage finds Rabbi Hoshua very upset. And he says to him, you have to go along with Rabbi Gamliel because whatever the court decides is in fact the proper day of the calendar. Apparently, Rabbi Yehoshua isn't convinced because he goes to Rabbi Dosa, the one who started this whole thing by saying he disagreed with Rabbi Gamliel in the first place. And Rabbi Dosa says to him, if you challenge Rabbi Gamliel on this publicly, then it will bring into question every decision made by a rabbinic court since the time of Moses. A little bit of an exaggeration, but nonetheless, the point is clear. You cannot challenge this. Rabban Gamliel made a decision, you have to go along with it. 
So despite the fact that Rabbi Yehoshua thought that he was right and thought that this day was Yom Kippur, he appears before Rabbi Gamliel carrying his walking stick, carrying his money, and in my version of the story, eating an apple. Rabban Gamliel sees Rabbi Yehoshua coming to him. And according to the story in the Mishnah, he stands up, goes over, and kisses him and says the most beautiful words, Bo b'shalom rabbi v'talmidi. Welcome, come in peace, welcome. Rabbi, my teacher, v'talmidi, my student. Rabbi b'chachma, my teacher, my rabbi, in wisdom, my student, in that you accepted my ruling. What's he saying to him? The way I understand the story, by saying my teacher in wisdom, he was really telling Rabbi Hoshua that he, Rabbi Hoshua, was probably correct. That Rabbi Gamliel should not have accepted the witnesses saying they saw the new moon before sundown. But he also calls Rabbi Yoshua his student, his disciple, in that he was willing to accept his ruling even though he thought it was wrong and even though even Rabbi Gamliel probably thought that his own decision had been wrong. It's such a wonderful story. Bo b'shalom, Rabbi v'tamidi, come in peace my teacher and my student, my teacher in wisdom, my student, and that you accepted my ruling. What are the implications of this? Well, I think there are implications for leaders and for all of us when we're not in a position of leadership. First of all, for leaders. There are times when a leader has to insist upon total agreement when the idea that one would challenge a ruling of a leader would cause more problems than, than could be tolerated by a community. And in this particular case, even though it might have seemed unfair for Rabbi Gamliel to have insisted that Rabbi Yoshua act in this way, which was self-denigrating to him, Rabbi Gamliel said it was necessary for the good of the community. I'll give you one comparison, although it's not exactly the same. If a board of directors is sitting together to discuss an issue and there's a vote and it's not unanimous, but there's a clear majority, the leader of the board of directors has every right and really I think every responsibility to insist that one the, once the vote has come, Nobody, even those who voted against it, whatever the issue was, nobody should speak against it. It's as if it was a unanimous vote. The Supreme Court doesn't work that way, I understand. But in most cases, when you have a group that's getting together to discuss an issue, once the issue is discussed and a majority has voted, that's the ruling and everybody should support it. So in a way, Rabbi Gamliel had a right to insist that Rabbi Yehoshua do this. Now let's talk about Rabbi Yehoshua. Rabbi Yehoshua had a choice to be right or to be wise. 
sometimes it's more important to make a wise decision than to admit that the decision that, that you, and to, then to say that you know what the right decision is. Sometimes it's better to be wise than it is to stress the fact that you're right. And in this particular case, this was what Rabbi Hoshua did. He gave up the right to claim that he was correct in order to keep the community together. Now, it's important to point out this wasn't an ethical issue. I think that when an issue of ethics comes up, if we feel something is wrong, we have to voice it and be clear. But in some situations, it's better to, we want to say discretion is the better part of valor, it's better to take a step back and not insist on being right, but rather to make a wise decision to keep peace within a community. So I ask you to think about it. Have you ever been in a situation where you knew you were right about something, but the wise thing to do was not to insist publicly that you were right, but rather to go along with a decision that had been made. It's a beautiful story. Rabban Gamliel realizes he put Rabbi Hoshua in a bad position, but he had to do it for the benefit of the community. And Rabbi Hoshua had the wisdom to be able to say, this is the time to be wise, not the time to stress the fact that I was right. Think about it and think about whether this has some implications for your actions and what you've done in the past or what you might do in the future. Bo b'shalom, Rabbi Vitamidi, come in peace, my teacher and my student. My teacher in wisdom, my student, and that you accepted my opinion. I love that story. And it's one that really we should think about often. Till next time, thank you.